Welcome to episode 5 of Project 39. This episode is going to take us out of our normal territory and we're going to head south of the border. That's right, we're heading to Kentucky. We're going to drive over to Milton and talk to Colleen Sutton. Colleen's the owner of Richwood on the River, which is a bed and breakfast and a wedding venue, and it's also becoming part of the local live music scene. I had a great time talking with Colleen. She shared her background and told us how she ended up in this area. She gives us some insight into what it takes to run a place like Richwood. And she also told us about Richwood's history and shared her vision for the future. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to like and follow our Facebook page where you can find the latest information about the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, as well as on our Project 39 website. I'll have links to all that in the show notes. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And I'd also be glad to hear any questions or comments you have on this or any other episode. All right, let's get with it. All right, uh, Colleen Sutton, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Good. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time. I know this is a, a busy time of year for you, but I uh, appreciate you taking time out of your day to sit down with me and uh, appreciate you inviting me into this lovely place you got here. This, is, this place is fantastic. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that later, but uh, yeah, we definitely want to learn more about your, your property here. Thank so, you. Uh, so first thing, um, tell us about yourself. You're not from this area. I am not from this area. Um, I realized that I, re- well, I re- realized I recently turned 50. Yes, I, I recently <laughs> turned 50. And I'm, I'm originally from upstate New York. I uh, was born in the Bronx <clears throat> and lived in the city for just a short amount of time. I do have memory of actually living oh, yeah? in, in New York City. But my dad had always vacationed in upstate New York, uh, Woodstock area, Mm -hmm. Catskill Mountains, Hunter Mountain. And we moved up there probably when I was about four or five. So, And I lived in New York until I was 25. Uh, And the reason why I said I just turned 50 is I realized that I've been now away from New York as as many years as I've lived there. So um, as much as I feel that I'm from New York and New York will always be a big part of me, I now am realizing that um, I've, I've lived in uh, quite a few places, yeah. um, but am very thrilled to be living here um, in Madison, Kentuckyana. Right, yeah. So between uh, New York and uh, the Madison, Trimble County area, where, where else did you stop in between there? Um, I had a, a short stint in Omaha, Nebraska. I was oh. there for about a year and quickly realized uh, how much my environment affected my mental health. Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. a city girl. I lived right in downtown Omaha and, uh, it was not, it was not a good place for me. I was fortunate enough that my mom was living in Colorado and I had some family in Colorado and I knew what my life was like back in New York. So I thought it was time for me to see what else was out there. So Uh, I didn't grow up with my mom. I actually moved in with my dad when I was 12. So mm-hmm. it was an opportunity as an adult child to maybe form a different relationship with my mother. And okay. I, I kind of jumped on that opportunity and moved uh, to Boulder, Colorado, and quickly thought that that's where I was going to spend the rest of my yeah. life yeah. and was there for about six years. 
I happened to have uh, a great group of friends. Uh, Two of them were getting married in Mexico, uh, invited Mm -hmm. me to their wedding, and subsequently uh, met the groom's brother, who is now my husband. So uh, that's really what brought me to this area. Uh, Ward, my husband, moved to Colorado, and uh, shortly after he moved to Colorado, uh, received notification that he was uh, proved to uh, be hired by Homeland Security and was okay. offered a job at CVG. Oh, and okay. he's originally from this area, born in Michigan, but mm-hmm. grew up in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So okay. uh, I've never really been to the Midwest, yeah. uh, to this area. I had heard of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, but had never been. And I knew that I had a great life in Colorado uh, and didn't want to move for a boyfriend. Yeah. And I made that very clear. And uh, but he, uh, we flew out here and uh, saw uh, Cincinnati. What a great city it was! Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. Loved uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, Hidden Valley area. Uh, went back to Colorado, packed up my stuff, uh, moved out here. And the day that I moved out to Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Ward proposed. So, oh, okay. uh, so I knew I was I was moving for uh, a bigger thing than just a boyfriend. So awesome! And so, how long have you been married? We will be celebrating 17 years on June 24th, okay. uh, June 29th. Oh my goodness, I can't <laughs> believe I just said the wrong date. <laughs> June 29th. Uh, so my father and my stepmother, uh, that was their wedding date as well. So we were married oh, okay. on their 25th wedding anniversary. So they'll be celebrating 42 years oh. on the 29th of 29th. June. 29th. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So you talked about, you know, living for 25 years upstate New York. My daughter lived... Uh, I always get it mixed up. Is it Sarah, Saratoga Springs? Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. Yep. She was there for about a year, and we got a chance to go up there and see her a time or two. And it's a beautiful area, but the, the god-awfulest winter. I've oh, it's, and that's it what was, I don't miss. And we actually lived um, right outside of Saratoga Springs for a number of years in a little town called Boston Spa. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Saratoga Springs actually holds um, some really deep-rooted um, emotional memories for me. So my mom's hospice home oh, was okay. actually in Saratoga Springs. But that was always a really beautiful um, area that mm-hmm. we had lived in. So it was kind of nice to revisit it and, and to, to once again have some memories there. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't miss the winters. Oh, we, uh, we went up to visit, uh, it was between Christmas and New Year's a couple of years ago. And, uh, and we drove up, which was terrible. I mean, the lake effect snow and, and everything. And it was a mess. And we get up there and, uh, you know, every morning we woke up, it's like three below. You know, it got up to like eight, maybe in the <laughs> yeah. afternoon, you know, foot and a half of snow yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It, it was just... Snow that, that falls in early October yeah. and the same snow is still yeah. there in yeah. early May. And I'm used to here, you know, <laughs> snow doesn't last a few days and it's gone. No, the, the, it was old snow that yeah. was there. Yeah. And uh, and it just, it was terrible. I mean, it was like the most miserable place in the world. You know, I me. feel you know, like but, this... But it's beautiful. It, I mean, is, it beautiful. is beautiful. And country. the fall is beautiful. Uh, there, be. there isn't any place that I've lived that can really have that same color. Yeah. Uh, Colorado is beautiful, but mm-hmm. there's only so many shades of yellow right, that I can yeah. appreciate. Uh, and then here, we fortunately have some really great mm-hmm. bushes and stuff that will turn that really vibrant red. And right. we do have some oranges and yellows. But upstate New York, is it's yeah. magical. Yeah. After a few days, we, we started to get a little stir crazy and had to get out. So <laughs> it's like we drove, is it Lake George? Mm-hmm. North Lake North? George is right there, yeah. Completely frozen over yeah, yeah, the whole lake, yeah. you know. And uh, we went down to Albany. Mm-hmm. One day thought, well, let's just go down to Albany and kind of sightsee a little bit. And we got out of the car and we walked like 
a couple blocks and we were just frozen. Yeah. And the wind was yeah. just howling and it, it was. I you was know, like, most you, of those you... towns um, have tunnels. So at all those college towns like Oswego oh, really? and, and up in Buffalo. So you can actually get almost anywhere in town underground. And they have yeah. to do that because it will get so cold. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, that you can't, you can't sightsee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah, funny because uh, em- Emily moved there uh, from Charleston, South Carolina. And in the middle of summer, and it's just, you know, it's brutal down there. And then she moves to upstate New York. She's like, oh, it's, this is so great. And I was like, well, just wait till just this wait winter. Just wait till the winter. <laughs> we'll see what you think then. <laughs> it, it was bad. But, uh, but, that, but still, you can tell it's just a, a beautiful place. And it was a neat place to drive around. I mean, Midwesterners, or, or may, I should just speak for myself, you got this uh, idea in your head what New York, all New York is New York City. Yep, absolutely. Right? And yeah. you don't realize how rural, yeah. uh, when you're driving across, uh, uh, you know, that that line, Pennsylvania, New York line there and across, uh, well, through uh, that turnpike that goes through Syracuse or just stuff that. I mean, it's so remote. You drive for you know, like, And you like don't hours, see anything. Don't see yeah, anything. make sure your yeah. gas tank is small. Yeah, really. And you just don't, <laughs> that's not what we think of as New York. Yeah, so. yeah. And most people do. When, they, when they, they hear that I'm from New York, they assume that I'm from New York City, which, once again, I, I was born in the city. Yeah, but, you know, grew up along the... Um, the Hudson River. So, you know, I'm from a little small town called Kalenville. Um, I went to school in Catskill. That's where I graduated high school in Catskill, New York. Uh, I used to uh, say that, or maybe be proud that I was like, yeah, home of Mike Tyson. (laughs) But, you know, maybe not so proud anymore, but uh, he's a character and I've met him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, we, I feel like I gave up the Hudson River for the Ohio River. So yeah. Madison very much, you know, if you Google Catskill, New York, or, or look at video of Catskill, New York, very similar to Madison, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's uh, what drew me to this area, as well as what drew my family to this area. Oh, because, really? Because um, as much as I still have family back in New York, a lot of my family has um, have migrated to oh. this area. Okay. Uh, so I was the, I was really the first, um, person in my family to leave New York. I think a lot of my family were very surprised when I said that I was moving and leaving, um, New York. But when I, when my husband and I purchased Richwood, I have twin sisters. I was 21 when they were born. Uh, wow. So when I used to take them out, people would think yeah, that think they were my yours, kids. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 they're my sisters. Well, I have an older sister, Robin. And they're like, oh, oh, they're Robin's kids? And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're my sisters. Uh, so that was uh, probably the best form of birth control for a 21-year-old at that time was uh, taking care Carrying of two, two twins, twins yeah. and seeing the difference uh, in uh the life that my, my father and my stepmother they had to adjust to with, with um, having two children. Um, but Molly and Hannah uh, came with me here when we purchased Richwood. So they moved from New York. They moved actually to here on the property, Richwood. Okay. There's an apartment on the third floor. Okay. And they kind of committed to being here for a year with me, mm-hmm. my first year. We weren't actually living here yet. So Ward and I were still living in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, oh, okay. the first year that we owned Richwood. We sold our house in Hidden Valley, but we bought a condo because okay. Ward was still working and actually does still work in um, Hamilton, Ohio. So I commuted every day Mm -hmm. back and forth from Lawrenceburg to here, but Molly and Hannah lived on property. And after uh, a year of them living here uh, and working for me, you know, they, they quickly realized that this wasn't what their passion was. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but they moved mm-hmm. to Madison, so where they still live right now in Madison, Indiana. So Hannah works at uh, Red on Main. She's okay. bar manager at Red on Main, and Molly works at Crafted Coffee. Uh, they both live uh, on Third Street in downtown yeah. Madison. Well, then my parents came to visit Kathleen and Bob Haggerty and quickly fell in love with Madison, Indiana. Yeah. Both of them were retired and bought a house on Walnut Street just a oh, block really? up from the river. And uh, so they're here now. And my uh, Uncle Joe, lifelong friend of ours, mm-hmm. uh, he also moved here from upstate wow. New York. You're quite the ambassador. I tell you. Area. So it's just, it's been really wonderful. And last October, my brother, Zeb, and his two children, Brody and Piper, moved here. They actually live in the house right next to Richwood. Okay. So that's, we bought that house, I think, about a year after we purchased Richwood. So we lived right next door to Richwood for a number of years. And then uh, during the pandemic, we thought it was a good idea to buy a house Mm -hmm. in Madison. So we actually live now up in Miles Ridge area. Oh, okay. Uh, Our daughters, she's been attending Pope John Mm -hmm. and Shaw. So we're only just a few miles from there. So it's a really quick drive, drop her off to school, come back, come down to Richwood. Right. Uh, But was really excited that, um, that, yeah, I have uh, both my sisters, my brother, my niece, my nephew, my my wow. dad, my mom, my uncle. So yeah, and we, we awesome. keep you know we keep That's... talking to other family like, hey, you yeah, should come maybe you should come visit. check this out. You know, uh, um, and we all love it. We all love it. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, my wife and I, we, we both grew up. I, I grew up in Jefferson County. She grew up in, in Madison, but uh, and and we both lived here until we were in our forties. Then we moved away for I don't know, ten years or so. And um, you don't realize how nice this area is until you move away. You know, you don't, you, you, you grow up here and you think, you know, every town like Madison size has like the downtown like Madison and everything and has, has all those things, uh, has a riverfront, you know, and then you get out and you realize, no, not, not every nope, place does. And it, yeah. it is a unique place and, and I can see the attraction. So that's, that's really neat. That's neat that your family came along and. Yeah, no. we're, we're, you know, we're not so much me, but I have a very musical family uh, so, and, and just, uh, my family really appreciates, uh, I think the quaintness, the architecture, mm-hmm. uh, the small town, big town feel, yeah. uh, friendliness, mm-hmm. uh, touristy, you yeah. know, type. Right. It's kind of nice to, to meet people from all over the place and, yep. uh, have really great conversations. So I, and, you know, fortunately for me, I don't think Ward would have let me purchase Richwood if Madison wasn't there. Oh, really? Um, So there's, you know, love Milton. And I'm actually really pleased that where where we are, I I, I could not afford uh, a property like this, probably over on the other side of the river. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm doubly blessed with the fact that I have an amazing town to send my guests to. Uh, My bed and breakfast guests, that's what they come here for. You Mm -hmm. know, they basically come here to shop over in Madison and uh, eat and and music and shop, uh, you know, and and enjoy the sights. Hike at Clifty, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, State Park. But then you get to come back here at the end then of the Then you get day. to kind of so come now, back here and watch the, the river and worlds, look at the, yeah. in, in the quietness. It's kind of like, I feel it's my little slice of heaven over here. Yeah. Uh, and same things with weddings. You know, I feel really fortunate that, you know, we have a, a great town with so many places for people to stay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hundreds of people a year that, you know, can enjoy Madison and then yeah. come over here and enjoy Richwood. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell, so you mentioned Richwood a couple of times. For people who are listening and, and don't know what you're talking about, uh, 
fill us in. What, what, tell us about Richwood. So we uh, we are the um, the owners of Richwood on the River, formerly Richwood Plantation. I've uh, I've kind of resigned myself to understand that a lot of people in this area will always refer well, to it plantation. as yeah. as the plantation. Um, but we did change the name to Richwood on the River. We are. Really excited to be celebrating our sixth year of business. Mm -hmm. Uh, We pushed through the pandemic. It was difficult, but uh, I really felt like uh, God did not bring me this far to take it away from me uh, because, you know, uh, some really crazy things happened in the world. But we're uh, we're in our sixth year. We're going strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are a full service uh, bed and breakfast. The main house is full service bed and breakfast. We also have cabins and cottages on the property to rent. But I would say most of what I focus on is weddings and events. Okay. We do upwards of about 40 events a year. Oh, wow. Uh, we do uh, events during the week as well as the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've been in the wedding industry for over 30 years. So now do you just provide the venue or do you get involved in the rest of the wedding planning? I, I do get involved in the rest of the wedding planning. So my background is uh, wedding coordination and okay. it's it's really difficult for me not to want to put my hands in in everything um, and to really know and understand what's going on. And I think one of the most unique aspects of this property is that I do want to know so much about my couples that are coming here. I want Mm -hmm. them when they step foot on this property to be in the moment and to be grounded. And even though they're here for an extended period of time, it's still going to go by really quickly and for them to be guests at their own wedding and to really see everything that they have hoped, wished for and desired come true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're the, we're the busy bees behind the, behind the scenes, making sure that that all happens. So the more that I can know about an event, the more than, you know, dad can be the father of the bride and, you know, the bride and the groom and, or grooms or brides can really enjoy um, all of those special moments that they're creating here with their friends and yeah. family. And, and you do. I mean, it's, uh, we got to experience it a couple of years ago. I don't even know if you'll remember, uh, my daughter was getting married. It was on uh, new year's Eve. Yes. A couple of years ago. And, uh, so it was winter time. So we couldn't have the, the wedding here cause of the limited space, you know, it's like we could put a tent up, but we did, uh, take the the whole property out for the uh, rehearsal dinner and family coming from out of town stayed here. And it was, it, it was just the perfect place. Yeah. I mean, thank uh, you. Yeah. You I know, do remember that. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, think we did a, an after party. We had a lot yeah. of fun. We had a, <laughs> yeah. The, the party went on for, for a while, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, all the family coming from out of town, they had a central place they could stay, you know, we could all, we just all hang out. People you don't get to see every day that we're coming in for the wedding. You got to just sit around, hang out with them and stuff, spend some time. So it, it was much better than putting everybody up in a hotel. And, and Absolutely. So it was, uh, it, it worked out great. Ward know. and I were married in um, upstate New York at Winter Clove Inn. And we, I was married on a Tuesday. So that's why I think we do quite a few weddings during the week. Mm-hmm. But we were uh, we rented an inn for four days and were surrounded by friends and family yeah, for those four days. And when I stepped foot on this property back in, I believe it was like 2009, I had never been to Madison before. And I just immediately was drawn 
uh, to the area, to the property, and jokingly said, hey, if you ever want to sell it, give me a call. <laughs> uh, you know, big dreams, yeah. big dreams, you know, never realizing, you know, what it was that I was saying. So I often tell people now, like, be careful, be careful. what you yeah. wish for. Uh, be careful what you put out there in the universe. I, I am. A, so, so they called you up. And they took you up on. They did, they, they yeah. So wow. I had I had done another wedding on the property a couple of years later. Kind of <clears> jokingly <throat> said it again. Uh, Ward and I were actually um, actively investigating wedding venues to mm-hmm. purchase, and had another property in mind in Union, Kentucky, that we were working with a realtor and um, uh, moving through the contract phase, and that fell apart. Yeah. I, and I was pretty devastated, and kind of just was like, okay, well, I guess you know God wants me to move in a different direction. This mm-hmm. isn't you know where I'm supposed to go, and wound up getting a couple uh, that called me that was looking for a location, kind of mentioned what it was that they were thinking of. And I said, gosh, you know, Richwood Plantation, I think would be mm-hmm. the best place. So I, I placed a phone call, left a message on the voicemail. And the next day, uh, Sam, he was the innkeeper that mm-hmm. was here. Uh, he called me. I saw his name on my phone. I said, oh, my God, I have to take this. And uh, it, it, ironically enough, you know, there are no coincidences. I, I believe that firmly. He said, aren't you the planner that wants to buy Richwood? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's me. And uh, he said, so I'm in my office and I'm looking for your business card. And I hit play on the messages. And it's you on the answering machine asking if we have any dates available. And he's like, they just put Richwood on the market three days ago and you need to buy it. Oh, wow. And this is shortly after the other place fell through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the bottom line of my vision statement at that time, which was all about that other property, but the last line of my vision statement said this or something better. So yeah. Richwood is my, this or something, something better. better. <laughs> yeah. I bet so. Uh, uh, so yeah. So that whole process was pretty amazing. So, uh, you mentioned briefly uh, about operating through the pandemic. How did how did that affect you, and and how did you respond, and how, how did you get through it? I, I know it was, the hospitality industry is a the a hospitality whole industry a screech screeching halt. Yeah. Uh, definitely a screeching halt. You know, there's a little bit of a funny story. So I came home one day, and it was right. I don't remember what month it was. It might have been early February of of 2020. Right when we first started hearing something, something on the news, you know, on. there was something about a virus. And and I remember saying to Ward that morning or that afternoon, you know, hey, you know, do you think that I should go stock up on some food um, and just have some stuff here at the house? And And his immediate reaction was like, why does this virus scare you? And I paused and I said, no, actually, it doesn't. But people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I remember just thinking, you know, people panic mm-hmm. and this, you know, this, this, this could turn out to be something. So anyway, a couple weeks go by, I didn't go and stock up at the grocery store, but I came home one day um, and my husband was unloading groceries in the kitchen <laughs> and there were boxes of macaroni and cheese <coughs> and pop tarts and oatmeal. And yeah. I said, I said, what are you doing? And he looks at me, he goes, I'm panicking. He's <laughs> turned into a prepper <laughs> real quick. So, um, so we, you know, we realized at that point that we needed to really start paying attention. I, I did start to receive some phone calls from events that were booked uh, early in the year. Our wedding season normally starts in April and mm-hmm. goes through November. So we quickly realized that we, 
it would be best for us if we really shut our doors. Mm -hmm. So we actually, we physically closed Richwood for approximately nine weeks. Um, you know, we have, I think I have, you know, 13 spaces on this property. Some of them are full cabins. So Mm -hmm. we have refrigerators and multiple, I think we have 22 televisions and, uh, we started to really think about, well, what can we turn off and what can we, can we pull cable? Can we stop Rumpke? Can we, yeah. you know, unplug refrigerators and microwaves and, you know, get it down to kind wow. of the nitty gritty of, you know, right. it's a lot of money to yeah. run this place oh, every sure. month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our electric bill is like, what? Yeah. And uh, so we did that. So we did, we closed for nine weeks. And even though we were closed physically for nine weeks, it was probably the most... I've worked in nine weeks because every day Mm -hmm. I was spending hours and hours on the phone with people that were panicking, people that have spent a lot of money, not just with me, but with caterers and florists and traveling and, and a lot of stuff and trying to really stay in an area of listening, Mm -hmm. um, and allowing people to, uh, panic without me panicking back without me reflecting what their emotion was mm-hmm. and i and i have to say without reservation i had no arguments i had no uh strong words with anybody mm-hmm. everybody stayed fairly calm and i think it was because i was calm yeah. and i was confident that we could do something and whatever that something was, I was going to make sure that it was going to be okay. Uh, whether we completely moved a wedding and all of the money that they paid me to a new date, Mm -hmm. or we felt when we reopened, we reopened on May 15th, bed and breakfast, Mm -hmm. 50% capacity, super fortunate that we are also a bed and breakfast. So I didn't have to just rely on, on the weddings and and events. But were people traveling? Were they willing to travel? The people that came, here were people that had been here okay. before. So they, wanted so they to get understood away and, the property yeah. and knew that they could rent one of the cabins that had a full kitchen. They could at least feel like they could get out of their house. Right. And, you know, Madison in some capacity was open. Um, you know, Clifty yeah. Fall, you mm-hmm. could go hiking. You could do curbside pickup for food. Right. And so I think people felt like they could get out and be safe, um, but also enjoy Richwood. And uh, it was a blessing. We did decide to open the pool. We kind of thought that that yeah. was going to be um, a, a big draw mm-hmm. that because not a lot of places right. were opening their pool. And we created seating pods. So we would assign guests to a certain area of the pool so that they felt that they could be distanced. Okay. Um, and then uh, I believe it was early July was when um, Kentucky was allowing um, venues to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were only at gosh, I think it was like 25% capacity inside, but I'm situated here on 117 acres and 15 of them are manicured. So I had a lot of space Mm -hmm. that we could do outside open air receptions. We could do tented events. And I really think that's what, um, really propelled us through the, the pandemic. Um, I mean, we lost over 75% of our projected revenue. Wow. Um, which is when you look at it on paper is, is pretty devastating. Um, but you know, we, my husband and I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to have him as a partner, not only as a husband, but as a business partner. And he's also an incredible father. Um, (laughs) but but, you did forget your anniversary, uh, but I did, I don't know where 24 (laughs) came from. You're trying to suck up. Crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, he jumped on everything and anything that was being offered. So mm-hmm. PPP to keep my employees. I didn't have okay. to lay off any of my employees. We, um, we all worked through the pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, loan deferments and government, uh, uh assisted loans. Right. So, I mean, he was on it all the time, you know, talking with the bank, talking with the mortgage company, um, talking with all of our, you know, people that mm-hmm. we write bills to, to just make sure what's available. Right. Um, so uh, that in great. itself was and 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 fortunately for me, I had enough stress dealing with the couples <laughs> that I was fortunate to have that partner to deal with all of that financial um, stress because that was, you know, and being a father and being a provider, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm and, and knowing that Richwood has been a big undertaking for our family. Um, I'm sure that was really, and, and, and then buying a house Yeah, <laughs> on well, top in of, the that, of, in that. The middle wow. of all of that. Wow. I remember him saying too, like, we're ready to sign. He's like, are, are you sure we should be doing this? And it was May. <laughs> it was like May, I think like May 15th. So it was still fairly yeah, early. Probably you a know, good thing you did it when you did. Yeah, we did. I mean, now forget it. Real right estate now. is, yeah, is a little crazy. You can, the price is um, but, but we did it. You know, we did it. And I lost a few weddings. Um, I think the pandemic, I think there was a few couples that uh, had to live together in close quarters and, mm-hmm. and maybe quickly realize that that wasn't, uh, wasn't the best thing for them. Um, but uh, for the most part, um, either the weddings happened. I think we had 46 weddings on the books for 2020, and we did 22 of them. Okay. So I feel really fortunate. I know a lot of people that own venues that did zero. Yeah. So, um, and then bed and breakfast kind of, you know, um, skated us through the year. Uh, 2021 is a little light. We didn't do any events in April or okay. May. We did Derby in May. Yeah. Uh, but normally I do close to 10 weddings by the time we've hit June, uh, and I did zero. So I think people were still kind of nervous about booking and and what it was going to look like. 2022 is probably going to be insane. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which is okay. You know, it's better than the alternatives. So so. so is the rest of this year picking up? We are. So we are now full swing in wedding season starting the beginning of June, and we're going through um, the third week in November. Um, okay. With pretty much, and if we don't have a wedding on a weekend, we'll book completely with bed and breakfast. Really? So that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Though. So feel I mean, very, it's... very incredibly blessed, and and uh, um, and know that we're we're definitely here to stay for the long run. So yeah, that's great. So what uh, what do you think is the best part of your job? Oh gosh, what is the best part of my job? So actually, I just. Uh, Weddings, probably mm-hmm. the best part of my job. Um, maybe not just weddings, maybe just giving people a place to come and uh, relax. You know, there's two different energies that are definitely here on the property. Weddings are, are pretty frantic. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can remember right. with your daughter getting married, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of emotions. Um, Weddings sometimes don't always have um, every single person on the property that like each other. So Mm -hmm. uh, they can be uh, a little draining for me emotionally. Uh, And then bed and breakfast, you know, people are coming here for a completely different reason. They're coming to relax, to get away. Um, I seem to have a lot of people that are caring for their elderly parents. So we're kind of a respite area for them uh, to come or, or, um, you know, uh, children with dis- disabilities, and and we really provide a place for them to to really come and relax, um, or friends just getting together, groups of friends. Mm-hmm. So the energy is very different. It balances it's yeah. itself out and gives me the opportunity to uh, to realign my, my energy yeah. after after a wedding weekend. But 
Weddings, I really think, will always be um, the best part of what I you do. Like okay. I remember you can, tell, you can tell just when you talk about. Oh, it. You thanks. Can see yeah, it on, yeah. On your face, how you perk up. Yep. And, and uh, you know, I I remember thinking quite a number of years ago is is this really is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, I'm supposed to be a wedding planner? Like, you know, some people are brain surgeons, or yeah. you know, they they work in hospice, or you know, they do in, incredible things and really like this yeah, is what yeah. I'm supposed to do. But, um, it's uh, been, it seems really, to be. Yeah, yeah, really very clearly stated to me that yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, but probably my most favorite part, and I recently posted about this on our Facebook page. So we had a wedding here just this past weekend and, uh, during the bride and groom's final detail meeting, you know, I asked them about all of their vendors and, you know, I said, Hey, you know, who's going to be uh, officiating your wedding. And they both kind of looked at each other and they said, well, we, we actually wanted to talk to you about that. And, you know, we, we know that you're uh, a licensed minister and can perform ceremonies. Okay. And we're wondering if you would perform ours. And I've always wanted to, um, uh, to officiate weddings and, uh, Part of it was because I worked at a venue years ago in Colorado where we were fortunate to have two venues on the property and they were spaced out about 30 minutes apart. And uh, the minister for one of the weddings was in a car accident, not mm. not a horrible car accident, right, but but but, but he couldn't make it. So I had to run over to the other wedding venue and ask the minister, hey, when you're done with this one, could you run over? And it's always been in the back of my mind mm -hmm. that, you know, hey, that's really a part of the the wedding that's my most favorite part. And then three years ago, my manager, Kelsey, and her fiance at the time, Caleb, asked me to perform their okay. wedding. So I became um, ordained. Their wedding was my first ceremony. And I've been really fortunate that I've done a handful since. That's neat. Um, but doing the wedding this past Saturday and um, kind of releasing Rose afterwards of the guests and so many guests commenting um, that that was probably one of the most beautiful ceremonies. And yeah. um, it, it, it's really, that's probably the best part of my job. Um, I, I think a lot of my couples, um, it, I think they know the ceremony is important, but I, sometimes I don't think that they focus enough energy on mm. the ceremony. There's a lot of distractions. There and, is. You know, and, you know, yeah. it's it's really the main reason it's, why. Yeah, it should be. It should be the it focus. It should be. But and even if it's short and simple, there are still things that you can do to make it really special. Mm -hmm. And for me, the rest is just a party. You know, once the right. ceremony is over, I'm like, whew, okay, mm, yeah. oh, good good to go. People seem to relax a little bit more. Right. Um, but yeah, probably every aspect. As I'm getting a little bit older, Brian, I am realizing that I might enjoy the um, the planning of it more than the execution. Okay. Um, I get a little tired. Yeah. I bet. Um, it's usually anywhere from a 12 to 16 hour day. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so physically I'm getting a little bit more tired, but every time I send a couple down the aisle, I still, uh, get a little teary eyed mm -hmm. and I still get butterflies. So you're, I know that invested, right? I know That's... that it's still, um, what brings me great joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a question I've got written down here. It's, uh, and you kind of touched on a little bit and, and the, that the wedding planning, the wedding side of it does seem to be your calling, but suppose that hadn't worked out what what else what, what, would, what would you be doing if you couldn't be doing this um so t honestly um i probably would have been um in the healthcare industry okay. so i worked for united cerebral palsy for mm -hmm. seven years um worked in um assisted living apartments i worked in a um a, a group home facility where um they were they really couldn't do anything for themselves 
And that always really touched me as well. I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy helping people. So, I mean, it's just a different way of helping. And when my mom um, was ill and when my mom was in respite um, or a hospice, excuse me, and I spent really pretty much the entire time with her in that hospice home, a lot of the nurses and hospice care workers mentioned to me, you know, hey, we know this is your mom and you're going to care for your mom a certain way, but mm-hmm. only certain people have the skill it takes and we see it in you. Mm-hmm. So actually after my mom passed away, I kind of revisited, I, I had gone to nursing school okay, and uh, spent, did three semesters. And then during my fourth semester, um, I actually failed my lecture class. <laughs> um, and you have to wait a whole year because they only offer oh, semesters okay. one and three and two and four together. Oh. And I just, I don't, there was something that I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. And I remember feeling like I was going to disappoint my dad. And my dad was like, no, we know this isn't what you want to do. We can tell. And, but after my mom passed away, I thought, you know, maybe that it is time for me to pursue. And this is before Richwood. So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, it's time for me to, um, to get a real job because at the time I was a wedding coordinator and, um, And I did. I was accepted to the Ivy Tech program. Actually, surprisingly, all of my credits transferred from college years and years ago. So it was kind of like these weird signs. Mm -hmm. I passed a math test. Like, I can't do math for my life. (laughs) Um, But once I actually got the schedule, I quickly realized that with having a family and a daughter and um, that it was really going to be too time consuming and... um, and really, really spent some time realizing that as much as I'm drawn to that, um, I knew that it wasn't what I was supposed to do. But I, I guarantee you, if if it wasn't uh, Richwood, it would be some yeah. some type of of healthcare. Okay, that's neat. Um, so, job. okay, uh, so let's look at the future or so, a movie star or a movie <laughs> star. Yeah, I can see it. But hey, I've heard you sing. So, so. actually. <laughs> So yeah. I did actually go to school for drama mm-hmm. and theater drama mm-hmm. and psychology. So ironically oh, wow. enough, I am in the perfect industry. So you know, my yeah. drama background and my drama background was really more about production and mm-hmm. direction. Um, and then psychology, of course, you know, you know what that that's yeah. about. So, you know, I'm in the wedding industry. So yeah. come on, I, I do a production every weekend. I'm behind the scenes. I am yeah. a director yeah. and psychology. I can, I can be I'm whoever sure I need to be for my yeah. couples. Do you have any bridezillas? Uh, so n- I don't, you, you know, I no, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> I, I have had a few that have been challenging. I have had a few, um, parents that have been challenging, mm-hmm. but even when I worked at, I worked at the Hilton Cincinnati Netherland Plaza in Cincinnati and I quickly became the catering executive there that when there was a personality conflict with oh, other catering yeah. managers, um, I would become the catering manager for that couple. And, you know, it's, it's, I really live my life by the four agreements. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that book. Um, and every time I try to remember what they are, when I talk about them, I always <laughs> seem to forget one, but, um, for anybody listening, look it up, the four agreements. Well, let's see. Maybe um, we can put something and, in show notes. And one of them is do not take anything personal. And when you realize that, yeah. you know, if somebody is really, if they're angry with you or they're yelling at you, or it really isn't about you, they mm-hmm. don't know me. Um, and when you can really fully understand that that anger is not directed towards you, right. um, it becomes really easy 
to deal with difficult people. Mm -hmm. So people ask me all the time if I have bridezillas um, or groomzillas because they're out there too. Um, I really feel confident in saying no, that I've had some challenging Mm -hmm. people, but um, I'm really always able to um, be whoever it is that they need me to be. And unfortunately, if I need to be the person that they get angry at for a reason, then I can also be that right. and allow that to just move through me mm-hmm. and then continue to do my job. Yeah. And and I think that's why I'm as successful as I am. Yeah, that's good. Um, because if you do let um, those types of little things really eat at you, you're not going to last long, right. especially in this yeah. business. Um, so, you know, I mean, I've, I've had... Um, I've had a priest, <clears throat> excuse me, um, tell me that I was a waste of space. Oh, so, wow. um, and I remember the parents <laughs> of the bride, like, like devastated that they were like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that he just spoke to you that way. This is a long time ago. And I looked at them and I said, he doesn't know me. Yeah. Um, and I said, I, I take no offense by that. I yeah. said, I'm here if you need me, but you know, he obviously feels that he needs to be in control and, and I'm okay with yeah. that. I so. had one tell me I was going to hell. So, <laughs> you know, it happens. And much. I also know that I'm not a waste of space. So <laughs> once, once again, it goes along with, you know, don't take anything personally, be impeccable with your word. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but the four agreements, I actually gave, uh, that book to all of my employees. Oh, okay. Um, so I think if we can all learn, um, those four things, life, life can be uh, a little less challenging. So, um, okay. Hey, I saw recently in the uh, local paper, you had a story or a little section on you about, uh, you get involved with the Madison music movement and some live music. So like, you don't have enough going on here I know, already, yeah, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, 40 <laughs> weddings a year, bed and breakfast guests, and now you want to be a live music venue. Oh, Brian, you don't know the half of it. But, so, you know, yeah, this is probably the biggest, um, oh, I hate using the word problem. Um, but it probably is my biggest problem, my kind of uh, overachieving and um, and something that I actually am am trying to work on. Um, I, I definitely uh, spend way too much time doing too many things, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of things give me passion and joy. So I am on uh, the Main Street Madison program board. Okay. I'm a board member for Main Street Madison program. Um, I'm also the chair for the Economic Vitality Committee, which is part of the Madison Main Street program. Uh, we do things like the loft tour every year, the mm-hmm. farm to table dinner, as well as um, um, other um, activities and, and business resiliency type things in uh, in Madison. I'm also on the school commission for uh, Prince of Peace Schools. That's where my daughter attends. And then, yeah, on top of that, I thought it'd be a really great idea yeah. to, to start um, having some music here at, at Richwood on the River. So... Um, from a musical family, um, I do uh, tend to get up and sing mm-hmm. every now and then. It's definitely not my uh, my my best talent, um, but I do enjoy it. Um, but my family is pretty musical. So my my dad, Bob Haggerty, uh, he plays up at the Moose Lodge every okay. week, and um, he's in uh, a band, Parcel of Ro- Rogues, as well as uh, Flyover Country Club Moose Band. I think that's the name <laughs> of it. Uh, he plays bass guitar, harmonica, sings. And then when my brother, Zeb, moved here, um, he is an incredible singer-songwriter, acoustic mm-hmm. guitar uh, player, and um, I've always been uh, really proud of him um, and his, his musical talent and kind of uh, wanted 
him to really feel the the music movement here mm-hmm. in Madison and thought, well, geez, you know, with it being a slower year for us here right. at Richwood, why don't we kind of jump on that bandwagon? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we do music here every weekend with weddings and right. events. You know, we have bands, we have DJs and um, live musicians here all the time. So, you know, why couldn't we do that? So, yeah, so we've been doing uh, a couple weekends where we don't have weddings, uh, having some bands out here. It's mm-hmm. It's... We've had hundreds, uh, I think we had like 120 people here the last time okay. and maybe close to 100 people the first time. Our, our next uh, weekend is July 3rd and we've got three bands lined up and um, it's been uh, it's been really exciting. And uh, I, I'm actually having um, bands and musicians contact me because oh, they're like, really? hey, you yeah. know, we hear that That's you're doing good. music at Richwood and, you know, we, we love it there. We'd love to play there and... And uh, so a uh, huge advocate for the, the for M3 and what they're doing over in Madison. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's uh, the beginning of a really uh, great partnership and a really great um, thing to be involved, yeah, involved no, I in. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of talented people in this a area. A lot of talent. I mean, uh, a lot of talent. You don't realize it until you really get to thinking about it. But uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of good good musicians around and and live music's always fun. It is know, fun and I, and I do think that people, quite a number of people that were here the last time, uh, came up to me to say you know we've always driven by but we've never been here. Oh so now and, we have uh, a reason. So you yeah. know so I feel like it's yeah. just another opportunity for people uh, to come here and and um, and really see what it is. You don't mm. really see all of the property from right. the road. No. Um, no. So just we've, a we've got a, a really hidden gem back behind it. So right. uh, it's pretty magical that's great yeah so thanks for asking about yeah, that no it well it's like I say as I, I was kind of surprised like i know yeah what else what else could yeah. we do yeah. but, that, but it's great though. people always ask too are you a restaurant and i'm like maybe someday maybe yeah we could, we could talk about it <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 what couldn't we do you should you should grow grapevines colin you should be a yeah, winery yeah maybe maybe someday do you yeah. have horses no, but maybe someday. Maybe someday. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of that, that was going to be my next question. So where do you see yourself in Richwood in five years, ten years down the road? Oh, goodness. So I, interestingly enough, it's I It's got to be hard uh, to look and think about that as busy is. as you are. You know, you know it's like you almost become a, like you're along for the ride. Yes. And it's going where it Absolutely. wants to go. It is. So how do you steer that? And, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a working owner. I, I don't, I, I do spend a lot of my time in the office. Um, you know, I, I am really the only one that's fielding phone calls and doing mm-hmm. contracts and scheduling tours and bed and breakfast. And, um, so that's, that's solely me. Um, but you know, I, I am, I'm a working owner. I cook breakfast for my guests and for bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. I am, um, you know, setting chairs out for a ceremony. And although I do have great staff now, so mm-hmm. I'm slowly pulling, slowly back, pulling back from back a lot that. of those types of things. Um, but you know, if I'm on the property and something is not okay, if, if, if they're, I mean, seriously, if people have had a clogged toilet and I'm the one that shows up with the plunger and they're like, Oh, Oh, it's, it's you. (laughs) I'm like, yep, it's It's me. You You know? Um, so, so it, it is hard to really think about it, but going back to turning 50, Mm -hmm. um, I just recently mentioned to Ward, I said, I think I really would like to sit down and come up with, you know, a 10 year plan. I mean, 10 years, I'll be 60. Like, you know, do I, is this what I want to be doing when I'm 60, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or this is what I want to be doing, but in what capacity do I, do I want to pull back and maybe have 
a manager really running mm-hmm. Richwood and I'm kind of really just behind the scenes. And, um, so it's definitely something that we've been, we've been thinking about and I think we'll be spending more time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, five years, I think we'll probably still be doing exactly doing what we're doing thing. now. Yeah. Um, 10 years might look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would very much like to, um, enjoy doing some traveling and and spending some, some quality time with my husband. Um, you know, Ava will be graduating high school here in five years. Mm -hmm. So, um, figure then another four or five years of college. And that's why I've kind of put a 10 year mark on it. But I, I don't see myself ever not being a part of Richwood. Okay. Um, I have a mentor in Colorado for the venue that I worked at at their Lionsgate event center. Um, her name is Marie. Um, and you know, she's, she and her husband, um, travel between Palm Springs and Colorado Mm -hmm. and, you know, basically retired, but still play a pretty active financial role in their, in their wedding venue. Their son actually runs it now. She's always been an incredible mentor to me. So, Mm Um, I kind of want to meet up with her and kind of talk to her yeah, about, you know, what are the things that she and, um, and her husband did. Um, but I, I really think that Ward and I will always have some type of tie here. I don't know if, uh, if I would ever be able to let go of it fully. Right. It's got um, in your blood. Yeah. I yeah. think maybe like the high singers when they found me to sell it to, um, you know, I, I tugged on some heartstrings there. So mm-hmm. I think there'd have to be somebody pretty incredible friend, yeah, friend um, that I could, you know, give this over to. Um, and, uh, um, you know, my heart and soul is in this place. And as my husband reminds me all the time, um, I'm, I'm kind of the magic little pixie dust mm-hmm. here. And, um, and you're the, you're the X factor. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and, and he says, and you know, I'm trying not to toot my own horn here or pat myself on the back, but he's like, you know, if you're not a part of Richwood, I'm not sure Richwood is Richwood. Well, and, and not to knock on previous ownership or anything, but I mean, it's the same property basically as it was before, but, uh, I mean, you're doing something right because it's way more, um, I don't know if successful is the right word, yeah. but, but you know, yeah. uh, and it, more it, well known. And it is. And it, you know what? We noticed that pretty quickly too, that, um, there, this property was incredibly special and you really do have to know the industry. You mm-hmm. have to understand what people want and what they're willing to spend. Right. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of hard work behind it. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. before we started recording, I mean, this is a 70 hour plus work I'm week, sure. yeah. um, you know, year round for us. And, um, you really do have to love what you do else. It just doesn't. And, and, you know, this property has allowed me to be here. And, you know, I always say if the walls could talk and they don't for those that are wondering, (laughs) (laughs) big question we always get, is it haunted? Yeah, no, not really. Um, but if the walls could talk, they would definitely tell you that this is exactly what this property wants here. Yeah. Um, they want people laughing mm-hmm. and um, reminiscing and commemorating and uh, making incredible memories. You know, one of the things that I do say to my couples is, you know, we allow this property to be not just a union of two, but a reunion of many. Mm-hmm. Um, it That's enables cool. um, people to really come together. Um, and really uh, enjoy. And, and I know that if there are spirits here, um, they are helping me yeah. every step of the way uh, in creating friendly ones, at least. friendly yeah, ones and uh, creating um, really great memories yeah. for lots of people to come. 
Yeah. So, you know, Colleen's talking about, uh, you know, she's the one doing all the, you know, unplugging toilets or whatever. So while we're setting up here in the, the sitting room, I'm getting the microphone set up and everything. She's over here changing light bulbs in the chandelier. So she she really does. It's, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, this is a beautiful place, but it's got to be a ton of work. It's it's, it's it is overwhelmingly. I mean, just taking care of your house. Yeah, yeah. Your, your your personal house is a lot of work sometimes. So I can't imagine a property like this. Yeah, you know? and you know, as the years are are going by, you know, I I I have somebody now. I have a few people now that are coming and doing gardening. Um, you know, uh, weekly, they're here a couple of times mm-hmm. a week. Um, they literally start great. in one area and work around. And then by the end of that, they're right back to back, where they yeah. started. Um, so I re- feel really fortunate. There was a number of years where we did all of that. Um, so the first year we were here, my manager, Kelsey mowed the lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was like 24 years old yeah. out there on riding mower, you know, yeah. mowing 15 acres. Um, you know, we now have somebody that, that mows and, and weed wax and trims. And, but I do have two people that are gardening for me. Um, and then I have, uh, two managers that are working with me, um, one part-time, one full-time. <clears throat> um, and then I have a slew of setup crew. Yeah. Um, so that's where I was saying how it's, uh, you know, yes, do I still set up tables and chairs? I do, but I've got a really great crew of, of people that are now doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. And I really do have to say, and not that I'm trying to make up for saying the wrong <laughs> anniversary date. Um, there's a reason why I said 24. So I'll have to figure out what that, what that reason <laughs> is later. I'll look that number up. Is that the date? Um, no, it says the 23rd. What's today? The 23rd? Yeah. So there must be something going on oh. tomorrow. Um, but my husband Ward, um, he works full time in the steel industry. So mm-hmm. fortunately he works from home and he did before COVID. Okay. Uh, when we moved here, uh, permanently, uh, the house next door, he was actually then commuting back and forth to Cincinnati every okay. day. And I said to him, I said, someday you're going to be working from home. And he was like, they'll never let me work from home. And right before Christmas uh, 2016, I guess mm-hmm. it was, um, he walked in our house with like, you know, his office yeah. in a box and I don't know how you do what you do, but yeah. I'm now working from home. And I said, it's not me, <laughs> you know, it's God, universe, force, spirit, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, but Ward works full-time from home and works full-time here at Richwood. Yeah. So he is my first line of defense. Uh, he's maintenance crew. He, you know, he's on every little drip faucet Mm -hmm. toilet broken. That man can change toilet parts, probably blindfolded now. Um, and, uh, he's, he's incredible. Uh, you know, I, I really say to, um, to my sisters and my daughter and anybody young person, um, I deal a lot with obviously couples, but you know, I waited for my husband. I was mm-hmm. 34 when I met him and 36 okay. when I got married and I thank God every day that yeah. I waited for him because, awesome. uh, and we're partners in this and it's, this is a lot of work and it, this was my dream. This was not his dream. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, he's, he has stood by me in all my craziness. Um, and you know, I did tell him that I was crazy though, before we got married, okay, I said, so, so you know. And I didn't lie to him. He, he knew. He knew what he, he was, knew what he was getting into. Uh, and, uh, but you know, he has, he has stood by me and let me fulfill my dream. Um, that's great. And that's, uh, I will forever be, be grateful and thankful to that. That's awesome. Uh, so 
anyone interested in learning more about the property? Uh, how can they get a hold of you? You got a website? Uh, I do. It, okay. I do. Yeah. Our website is uh, richwoodontheriver.com. Okay. Um, so all of our information is on there about lodging, uh, bed and breakfast information, as well as weddings and events. Uh, okay. We don't just do weddings. You know, we do other things as well, rehearsal dinners and uh, reunions and birthday parties mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um, I often tell people, you know, don't, don't just look at my pricing. You know, if it's a small event that you want to do, give me a call. You never know if I've got something available, okay. we can, we can work it out. Okay. And, uh, we're on Facebook, pretty yeah. active on our Facebook page, Rich- Richwood on the river, as well as Instagram and Pinterest. Um, I think the younger managers, uh, probably know more about those things than I do. Maybe, okay. maybe Snapchat. Well, someone's putting some good pictures on your Instagram Oh, that's feed. Kelsey. Okay. She's, she's incredible. So she's, she's been with me since before Richwood. So she okay. was an intern with me with my Ava Rose event design, um, coordination company. And then she, I knew she had it, uh, when she was interning with me and, uh, told her to stick with me cause I think I was buying a venue. Yeah. And, uh, so she, she left me after she got married, uh, yeah. for a year and then called me up and said, I miss Richwood. <laughs> and I <laughs> so very, back, very graciously said, yes, please come back. So, That's but awesome. she, she has a little girl now. She just had her, her and Caleb just had a baby, but she does all of my social media, okay. uh, which is great. Cause you can do that from home. Yeah. So. That's awesome. We'll, we'll put links to all that in the show notes great. too. So Thank people you. can find that easily. And, uh, before we wrap up, um, I mean, we covered a lot of ground. Is there anything that we didn't get to that you wanted to touch on or anything you just want to say reiterate um gosh you know i think maybe the only thing that i would like to um to maybe just touch on really briefly is that um something that has been really tugging at my heart and and i think that it's it's going to be happening here um in 2022 because i think i'm gonna finally pick a date and really solidify this on Mm -hmm. paper um, is I want to do a, a pretty intense blessing of the property. Um, you know, we mentioned right in the beginning how I know that people mm-hmm. in the area have always are always going to refer right. to this as the plantation. Um, you know, plantation was associated with this property. The name actually was associated with the property in the 1950s. Yeah. Um, before that, it was it was the the word plantation was not associated right. with the yeah. naming, um, which is why we removed all of the plantation markers on the property um, and changed the name on those markers to Fern um, Villa, which Mm -hmm. is what the Ferns referred to this property as back in the 1850s. But, you know, don't want to negate the fact people ask me all the time, you know, plantations, slaves, you know, um, people that were enslaved, people that enslaved them um, here, and and they did. And Mm -hmm. that is part of this property's history. But there's also some really um, interesting and in, in its own way, beautiful parts of this property Mm -hmm. being that it was part of the underground railroad and there were, um, you know, hopefully hundreds of people, hundreds of enslaved people that were helped, Mm -hmm. uh, to cross over the river, um, into a a free state. Absolutely. And, you know, we're really fortunate that we have a story of one of the enslaved people on this property, Richard Daly, um, and his accounts of, uh, the people that, uh, that enslaved him, um, and fortunately, it's written by his words that they were kind yeah. and that even when he was given his freedom, he stayed okay. um, and continued to work for them. So I, I think that, you know, that for this property um, and for me, mm-hmm. that was very important that there was not evil mm-hmm. um, 
perpetrated on this property. Right. There was evil perpetrated to um, enslaved people. Mm-hmm. But I um, am now in the process of working with a local organization um, and hopefully trying to find some of um, uh, Richard's family oh, um, that settled in Detroit and um, bringing them to this property to do a blessing. And I'm also really fortunate that I have been um, contacted and have met some of the Fern um, ancestors. Okay. And they want to be a part of that um, that program, Mm -hmm. um, as well at that, that healing. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, possibly be on the lookout, especially with social media of something that's going to be happening. Uh, Fingers crossed 2022. It really is going to be dependent on, you know, who can we find and and traveling and, Mm -hmm. and things like that, but it will happen. Um, and it's something that I've always wanted, um, to happen and and to have a blessing. That's a great thing. Um, and acknowledge and, and probably also have, um, some type of marker on the property um, for uh, honoring um, or recognizing um, the people that were enslaved here. Okay. So, yeah. That's great. All right, Colleen. Uh, I won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, and, uh, Thanks for letting me into your place here. It's Absolutely. Awesome, so. This is great. You know, I, one thing I really enjoy is talking about myself. So <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brian. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. All right. Take care of yourself. Take care.